while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. So we at nine o'clock. We have Jake Ventura joining us. Board three, three, board three candidate. Yeah, board three candidate. He, he's he's. Um, I think he's going to be in studio. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we'll ask him about all these goings on. But can we let's go, let's go right to the clip. Yeah. Explain explain why he took the position. People are entitled to know. And, so, and yeah, we'll get into that. But Councilor Carney was on with yeah. Marcus on Monday, and she said the reason why that these had languished was because she inherited a big backlog of nominations, and that they could only kind of get to a few each time as they went along. It's not true. It's not true. You go back and look at the agenda. She she went a long time without holding a hearing, so it's not like she's you know, holding a hearing every two weeks and just sort of working her way through through a big backlog. No, they they just sat there. They just sat there. So that's all, it's all in the public record for folks in the media to. So I think um, so. we don't normally hear the mayor say that. No, you know um, it, that he's calling the council. He's calling Naomi Connie a liar. Yeah, which um, he's got the facts on his side. I hate to say it, and and she just a lot of time passed on these nominations. He's not wrong. They did. Uh, I hate to say, I, I like Naomi, so I hate to point out, but the facts are the facts. I mean, they just languished. They did, yeah. I mean, I believe they even continued last night. Yeah. On some of the Port Authority appointments. Uh, they tabled them. They tabled some of them. Yeah. I believe they tabled some of them, including Brian Rothschild. Yeah. I mean, they all know Brian. I mean, and again, the Port Authority, is a, they're all very serious boards. The Port Authority takes in a lot of money. It's got a lot of money coming to it with the states investing a lot of money in it. Um, I just worry about the look for the city of New Bedford. Yeah. How professional is the city? Yeah. Right. Um, I again, Marcus. I talked about it last week with you about the pay raises. What are the yeah. optics here on the pay raises? Yeah, the 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 Morad pay raise amendments. They 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 are fifty thousand dollars for three select positions where everybody else was getting a much more modest bump. Like right. the the animal control officer um, without the Morad pay raise amendments was um, I think eighty two to eighty eight thousand dollars. So if you're if you're a bond instead of eighty thousand to one hundred and twenty, if you're a bond rating service, um, Standard and Poor's, some of the other companies that are out there that, that rate the bonds, you look at the government. Uh, so they approved Brian Rothschild last night. They did. Okay. okay. Well, that, well okay. that's that's good then. Okay. Um, the um, if you are looking at the at the fiscal governing of the city, and they do that. Yeah. 
This is a real red flag. It's a real red flag to begin to see these exorbitant pay raises that are higher than the similar positions in the city of Boston. Okay? Yeah. It makes you question the judgment of the entire city's leadership, which is what a lot... And if you read the bond dockets, they're all public. I read them. You can read them. It's, it's one of the things they go into, the fiscal discipline and governance of the city. Yeah. To just see off-the-charts raises like this. Yeah. Um, Someone, Someone's actually messaging now, like, uh, so people don't like to give their names sometimes, right. but... This is just a uh, Whaling City resident was uh, basically saying, um, you know, my tax bill went up about $700 this year, yet I find out that the city council has been shelling out, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of salary to people that they're friends with. This is outrageous. I'm not going to forget it. Crazy. So they set a new tax rate um, in December, um, and that meeting is still online. Um, I think it's... Average house, the average house, I, I think is going the, up a hundred dollars a quarter. It's difficult, so it's difficult. The tax rate's a little bit more difficult, and I know they tried to set it in a way that was, you know, they always try to set it in a way that ameliorates the increasing tax rates, right? On the homeowners, on the homeowners, so it goes on to the businesses. So right, so so I think, but what makes it worse is indiscriminately dumping salary all over the place or just indiscriminately dumping salary on people uh, on people that you like. Well, it all goes into the same budget that then gets divided up by the taxpayers. Right. Um doesn't really matter where they're spending it ultimately. Yeah. If they're just adding more money to it. I mean, it does, obviously, but my point being is that your tax bill went up, and I'm using uh, Linda Morad's calculations here. Yeah. Oh, she's using the assessor's calculations. Um, it's about $100 per quarter for the average home. Yeah. In New Bedford, or that's what it's going to go up. Um, and she gave a, a speech, as she normally does, saying, guys, let's remember this is the budget that we really set the tax rate. Um, it's, you know, this is just a formality, uh, the, the December vote, that the, the really the, the tax rate is ultimately set at the budget. Yeah. Um, but it's really set all the way along. Yeah. With things like this, these pay raises. Exactly. The, the pay raises. Yeah, the, the more pay raise amendments. The, the, that's the stuff, like you said, if you're indiscriminately doing it there to people that maybe you like them or like, oh, I just feel as though they deserve it. These are the feelings I have in my, in my heart that I they deserve that money. Where Mitchell's saying, okay, well, let's hire a third party, uh, municipal consulting firm to compare our, our salary, the salaries that we give to other similar and less similar s- places to find out where the average is that's different than i just got a feeling well not only that marcus i mean everybody knows an animal control officer does not make that kind of money yeah, yeah. i mean i gotta imagine the animal control officer beverly hills doesn't make that kind of money yeah i mean you just know in your heart yeah right, right? exactly yeah. in your heart you know that's not right yes you don't have to see a chart you don't really have to see the comparison with the, you just know well it's it's a it's it's fifteen thousand dollars more than the Animal control officer in Boston, right? So that would be yes, and fifty-one percent higher than the Commonwealth. Any anybody in the Commonwealth in general. So you just for the city councilors to go, well, just push the thing through without any debate. Yeah, they get. I think they're voting on that Thursday. So I wonder if some people are because Naomi Carney did say she'd reconsider it. Right, she said that, and uh, which, by the way, is a really incredibly unfair to do to the man who has the position. And, and, and yeah, I, I agree, Brad, right? Yeah, Brad Markey also said the same thing uh, when he was on with me last week. So it looks like 
that there is at least some counselors that are looking at it and saying, maybe we should take another look at this. Now, will they? whether or not they do it is a different <laughs> Wait, story. I could just picture one of those guys having to take his kids' Christmas presents back to the store. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't scratch that bike, kid. Well, <laughs> it's horrible, but I mean, now you've given people raises, and now you go, I'm taking them back? Yeah, yeah but they have to. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I understand, but yeah, I know. think about how wrong that is. Yeah. But I gave it, but you a raise. I didn't think it through. So, but they at least take it back. They at least have a they at least have a way to to correct the mistake that they made. Mayor Mitchell said he's going to bring that uh, forward to the council if nobody does it. But at least they have a way to correct that mistake. And at least a few of them have said that they want to correct that, that mistake, uh, so that they can you know so that they can put something that's more equitable now. Like, you know, we're not in the position, you you and me, we don't want to be like, okay, this person deserves less money or whatever. But, you know, you look at if I were, I, I, I have a job and you had a job, right. uh, an elected job that we had to approve pay, pay, pay raises and right. salaries and all of that. And I said, well, what's, and I always say, what's the highest step we can put them at, right? But what I don't say is, um, I feel... This guy has a fifty thousand dollar more uh, pay rate, uh, uh, pay scale than he should. It's just a feeling I have in my heart that they have a fifty thousand dollar increase in their pay. That's just you know, the, you know, the butterflies in my stomach are telling or, me that. Or and, and again, I feel like I'm beating up on Naomi tonight, but but I love her. But I, I have to say this: she said, "Well, someone's retiring. Let him go out with a bang." <laughs> she said that. <laughs> I went. <laughs> Are you kidding me? 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hi, Marcus and Chris. Um, I've got a question. With Going back to the Volk thing with the entrance, is there, have they changed something about accepting the kids into Volk that I'm not understanding? So the next... Sure. Let me. Uh, they they explain. So the state the state had um, the state had put forward the state had put forward new regulations on Vogue admissions policies because overwhelmingly people who are upper class uh, white better students were the ones getting into Vogue. It was basically making it a de facto private school. They said your your vocational schools have to better represent the communities that they're in, and Vogue New Bedford Vogue is one of the schools that wasn't doing that. And in fact, they were one of six communities that got a letter saying your admission standards aren't going to cut it. So what they tried last year was, since they have 565 seats uh, to fill in their freshman class, 500 would be based on the admission standards that they had had before, and then 65 would be in the lottery. So um, the that didn't work because uh, they had they had an X and a... The, the the number of English language student, uh, language learning students they had, for example, um, were fewer than the than they had before with their old admission standards. So Desi sent out another letter, the state, and said this isn't going to work. You need to change it again. And so they changed it to a hybrid system where half of the applicants are going to go into this lottery, but in, uh, in the other half are going to be ones that they select based on certain criteria. But the problem is the lottery students seem to, to, to even get into the lottery. It seems to be a lot more. Um, it seems to be a lot more uh, a, a, a very similar to 
the um, selected criteria. So you've got to still qualify to get into that lottery. You need to have a certain attendance record, certain grades, and a certain, dis- a certain disciplinary record. So it's in front of the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. They have to review it. But Mayor Mitchell is basically, he has said, he doesn't feel as though that's equitable either. They should just do a lottery system like the charter schools do. I believe the other statistic, Marcus, that I saw was that about 3% of the Vogue students are English as a second language. And 30%, 30% of New Bedford Public Schools. Right, which is obviously not equitable. Yeah. It's obvious there's oh, something because, going on. I mean, I went to Vogue, the new Vogue, well, it's considered the, the new Vogue. Right. I graduated in 1984. Okay. I wouldn't call, no, I, I know things have changed. That's why I was wondering what exactly would, would have changed because I wouldn't call, well, at least back then, any of us rich, there might have been a few, but well, not rich, but four hundred. I think the four hundred new people coming in—that's, I think, what I remember the numbers them saying back then. Yeah, the, um, the admission standards might have changed from uh, from from then. That was, you know, sometime about close to forty years ago. So they may, may have changed yeah, so in that time. Ago, yeah. Oh my god, you know. <laughs> but um, I can only under, the only thing I can understand is like, okay, you have your grades, your attendance. Um, yeah. how you behave in class because you do have, depending on your shop, you can right. have dangerous tools yes. that yeah. you wouldn't want the kid, like if you got mad at someone or the teacher, to go off, you know what I mean? Right. Things are much different back when I, I think we that, were in school. I think that standard you is... You wouldn't have it, thought of half of this stuff. Right. I think that's a, a good standard it, once you're in the school. That we didn't about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think once you're a student there, um, if you act up and, and, and something like that, then that that's a reason to exclude a student because you're right. Um, but if it's uh, at a Pontiac, when I was there, we had a vocational section. We had automotive and we had um, uh, machine shop. It was a small, but it, but they were both very successful shops. If you screwed up down there, they would kick you out because yeah. you know if you if you're gonna get, people could get killed, right? Yeah. So, but well, hey, even yeah. home back, you could have killed someone right? because you got scissors. Sure. The yeah, absolutely. most dangerous room in the house is the kitchen. Yeah. So, but, right? But, yeah, the, well, either, either cooking or sewing. Right. I'm, I was thinking of more sewing with the scissors, you know, the typical go sure, yeah. thing anyway. Right, right. Well, what about that big knitting needle, right? Bounces off your ribs, gets right to your heart. The, um, oh, well, we didn't do that back then, but. <laughs> but my point being is that, is that I, I recognize that, but to just say, hey, you acted up in the eighth grade, you can't come to Vogue, I think is. I think it's putting a cap on kids' future. Because if a kid is that bad, then you should maybe you shouldn't be in the public schools at all. I mean, I think you got to give kids a chance, generally speaking. And I understand why the parents want to have a private school for just their perfect little angels. They'll send them to Tabor, right? I mean, mortgage the house and send your kids to Tabor. Until then, if you're going to send them to the public schools, they're going to be in there with their neighbors. Well, that's that's the way I remember back then. Like, right. I mean, I mean, although I went to Catholic school before I went to Oak, we wouldn't. None of they us would have you up. that. But it was right. how I remember just being accepted was like you, you know you you take the entrance exam, right? You know, and then it's your grades, your attitude, and at the time, most of the girls hit home ec for two years, and then you had. I guess what we call it stereotypically the girl shops. Right. And I realize things have changed now. Yes. But just the dangerousness can be 
You know what I mean? No, absolutely. You need to be a little more mature um, to be there um, or prove yourself to be more mature than the average kid, um, maybe. But the, um, the fact of the matter is that if you don't speak English, it doesn't mean that you act up more in class. Or if you speak English as a second language. And when you're looking at statistics like 30% at the high school uh, or English as a second language, only 3% are at Vogue, you see there's a problem. To tell you the truth, what I remember are some, some of the kids that, that could, like, well, I was going to say typical, mostly Portuguese and English at the time. Right. There might have been some Spanish in there, but it was mostly Portuguese. But even those students, I could, I could see no reason why you would exclude them if they had the grades to get in there. Correct. And, and again, I think the city has changed significantly since 1984, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was trying to wonder where things kind of... I think there's a lot more Spanish-speaking people here. Uh, even oh, though they're that, American yeah, citizens, I, I they're would Puerto, that, Puerto Rican. That, I, that I, would be, you yeah, know. They're a Puerto Rican, which makes them born in America. You know, I know, again, I hate to have to point that out all the time. But you do have yeah, a significant yeah, that increase. That I understand, yeah. but I was just, just kind of wondering where things so, kind of had, had changed as far as admitting kids into the into school that's at least at, at Volk. i mean i know the shops have ch- you know there a lot of the shops have changed since i went there yeah a lot of the you shops know, have changed too so like a lot of them there and some new ones you a, know a lot of them so, don't even have um a lot of them don't even have uh uh a lot of a lot of shops don't even have the you know heavy uh, machinery and all that some of them don't there's nursing there's cosmetology i actually saw a, a Volk student with a um with a uh, that was in the legal program there, they have a legal program. So there's a lot of yeah. See, that's why I was like, they have I a know media a lot of We have interns here. They have, yeah, I was, that's I was right. in clothing production. We have voc- we have voc- interns here that are that are in the media program, right? Communications. You know, so I know that's not even there anymore. You yeah. know, right? So okay, well, I just no, great I'm question. Kind of wondering Thank where things kind of had changed. I mean, I know t- as time goes on, things will change, but I think that to me, that's the basic. You know, kids should, you know, your attendance and all that and how you behave and your grades. Just the kids. into there. Kids are kids and they should be given a chance, quite frankly. And it looks like not every kid is being given the chance. That's what the mayor's saying. And yeah. I, I have to, I believe John Mitchell. I don't think you would say a city's doing something wrong if it wasn't. Right. Right? Yeah. Right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So we're trying know. to figure out. We're trying to figure <laughs> Thanks for listening, though. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. Calling. We appreciate okay, it. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. New Bedford's News Talk Station. Anyway, off-air podcast. So, <laughs> so um, just uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can get in. We've been talking about the Morad pay raise amendments, those $50,000 pay raises to a few people, but we've also been talking about the Vogue School Admissions. And we'll have uh, Jake Ventura, War 3 Canada, in at 9 o'clock. To, we'll ask him more about that. Yeah. Um, and, and other questions, too. But the, the thing I'm happy about with the city council is that they're actually asking these nominees yeah. questions mm-hmm. about what they're going to do when they get appointed. Mm-hmm. You know, if they get appointed to the board. Um, that's a real change of pace. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and uh, this, so we, we gave those... I was. Just trying to pull the statistics up. I, I don't have them on me, but it was thirty percent English language learners, which is English as a second language mm-hmm. for the entire school, and about four percent for Vogue. So I t- when I was talking to Mitchell today, he goes, "Let's say that number's off a little bit because I guess some people are saying that." 
let's say it's not ten percent. It's not ten times more. It's only five times right. more. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> it's not going to pass the court test. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we all doing today? We're doing okay. great. How are you? Okay. Uh, the Vokes thing. Okay. To me, uh, the Vokes got Vokes got two two choices. Okay. One is either go along with the mayor and have a lottery. That way, it's open to whoever gets it. Or look at some of these other schools that have created admission policies that are Vokes schools, and see what portions of those policies you can adapt. Uh, onto your policy uh, to satisfy uh, Desi. Right. Yeah. Not that Desi is, uh, is wonderful. You know, I can remember years ago when John Sobel was going to take over the uh, Chelsea uh, school system. He right. took it over. It was a tremendous disaster. They got out of there as quick as they could. And uh, the Department of Education uh, tells you, uh, do this. Uh, but how, well, how do you do that? Well, we know, but we're not telling you. You figure it out. Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's just, you know... Ridiculous. So they're not that much better either, okay? As far as Desi's concerned, they have a lot of high lofty ideas, but what sure. you come in and tell us how to do it, okay? And they don't, okay? And again, years ago with Soba, before Desi was even called Desi, that was a situation. But I think that's the, um, uh, the two choices that uh, Volk has. They're not necessarily who the representative is, because that's only going to be one voice, you know? Yeah, but, it, but they all make up a collective, so if you keep... Uh, you know, so you you get one in, then you get another. That, yeah, that's but that how takes it works. A while. That takes a while, Mark. So, I mean, to me, to me, they've got some blueprints out there from other vocational schools. Take what you can from there and, and devise a policy that's more equitable. All right, or yeah, just have an open lottery process, and whoever gets in there gets in there, and you know that's it. Uh, as far as the uh, uh, you know the, the advances in the wages again. I'm really surprised that Linda Moore had it, to tell you I the truth, because she's, yeah. good, she's good with figures. Uh, right. For her not to think... Well, that's her whole thing, right? Like fiscal conservatism? Yeah, yeah. For her not to think that a yeah. $50,000 raise to anybody wouldn't raise some eyebrows. Uh, she's a smart woman. I, I don't understand. I know she's been on TV complaining. I watch it because you guys can't. You're not in the Bedford, okay, when they have it on TV, uh, cable. Uh, and she's complained that the mayor pads his uh, budget with uh, positions that he doesn't f- uh, fill, and that way he can move money from one department to yeah. another. So well, maybe that's part of her complaint, you know. But uh, the, the whole thing about the money, whether you're the mayor or the city council, you know, it's like we've got this stable, beautiful tax base here, which we don't have. You know, it's nice to be nice, but you you can't give away you know give away the the, the farm. You mm-hmm. just don't have the money coming in. And as Chris said before, yeah, I'm an average homeowner in New Bedford. Yeah, it's about a four hundred dollar increase for me. I have a modest house. I'm trying to keep the roof over my head. You know, so uh, you know that that's the way I look at it. But I think. If Volk doesn't make some changes, whether they feel they should or not, uh, you don't want the state coming in. You don't want the federal government coming in. I think years ago, uh, the city of New Bedford, and I probably benefited by it. I went to the County Street School. They had a tracking or ability group. Yes. And so that meant that you got into a classroom with kids of uh, similar thinking and ability, and you didn't meet up with the so-called, uh, as they called it, well, the academically challenged, okay? Right. The ac- academically challenged, except them themselves. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think they ever tried to change that, our own school committee, uh, with the gentleman we had on there that were well respected. And so there was a civil rights case, I think, fired, and New Bedford uh, had to break that up. Yeah. Um, again, it helped me to get what I needed to go on in schooling. 
but again, it might have filled some others. Unfortunately, we're not. We don't all start the race at an equal uh, start. Very true. Uh, you know, in your family life, the section of the city you live in or, or whatever. And it, it's kind of tough to uh, do things to make that equal, uh, no matter how hard you try. Yes, uh, one kid who's a problem in the... Uh, in a middle school or junior high school might eventually become a judge. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I, I think that's the exception rather than the rule. I, I think you start off with disadvantages uh, largely because of your family life or where yeah, you exactly. I, I, th- that is very, very true. The great equalizer can be education. Yes. Not always. and certain, but, but slamming the door in the eighth grade is not the right answer. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily slamming the door. Let's say if I got a kid that gets good grades in a lottery system or a new, uh, uh, you know, a way of getting kids in, my kid who's doing well in school and is very deserving doesn't get in. Are you slamming the door in my kid's face? Well, you know, it, it's you know, it's competitive. It's it's, it's sad. Uh, you know, what, what can I say? You know, uh, I, I just hope that the fathers of the city and the sisters of the city. Uh, the mothers of the city would, uh, you know, uh, have some pity on uh, the taxpayer who can't <laughs> afford what they want to do. Yeah. Well, that, know, that's the that's that's exactly that's exactly yeah. why you need a lottery system. And, and then again, I uh, just bring this up, uh, Marcus, and to the caller that one thing I think people should understand is that there are people within the school district, as far as we're learning that are working behind the scenes to undermine the mayor's plans. Yeah. Well, and they're, they're, that's what's going on they're, here. They're going to hurt right. themselves if they do that, because if Desi does come in with all its authority, and if, uh, you know, even law officials come in, like I say, uh, in New Bedford they had a tracking or an ability grouping thing, which I think helped me, okay? Right. Uh, but it hurt others possibly. 100% I did. think civil rights came in and they now have the, I mean, in the in 90, 1992 they had the, the um, IDEA, the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act that was passed by... Um, by uh, pr- uh, President Bush at the time, first Bush and the and the Congress, and uh, basically it said that any you know students with disabilities or students on an IEP individualized yeah. education plan they have to be in the uh, they have to be in the least restrictive environment and they are all entitled to free and appropriate public education. So having a quote unquote you know uh, academically challenged group of students all be one together in one room mm-hmm. definitely violates fe- uh, federal law now yep. and apparently it did back then as well. Yeah, but sometimes to put a student like that in an open situation too where they have access with everybody uh, that could be restrictive to them too it, well it's all, it, it, all, it all depends them, you know, so uh, so but the the, the the big issue here is that you have what I, what I want people to think about again is these these appointments have been languishing mm-hmm. and generally speaking when they when appointments go forward they don't ask any questions what is motivating the city councilors? To suddenly start asking questions of this one nominee, what who who is prodding the counselors to ask? I think it's good they're asking questions. I think they should ask questions of all the nominees. But there is something going on here behind the scenes, below the surface. Well, again, you you mean probably from somebody up at Focus? Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, all right, but but again, and they the work for the ought, city. Ought to, ought to be very careful. Because, again, uh, you know, to, to, uh, that it's either 
take the lottery system or find out what these other vocal schools have done for their admissions that pleases Desi. Right. Okay? I think that's a good suggestion. And adapt some of, some of those principles and hope that Desi uh, approves of it. Not that Desi's great. Right. <laughs> Please, right. no. Right. I call him Dizzy, not Desi, okay? But uh, understand they're your constituency. Yeah. You've got to please them. Yeah. Or, or at least work with them. Yeah. Um, and, and again, we talked about this when, when Mayor Mitchell came to an agreement with Parallel Products up at the North End. They worked out a local agreement that had, lo- you know, which was it perfect for everybody? No. But it was a hell of a lot better than having the federal court mm-hmm. or the state courts impose a mm-hmm. solution mm-hmm. from distance. Just like it was no real solution when Judge Garrity imposed busing on Boston. Mm-hmm. From You know, he was living in Wellesley mm-hmm. and proposing <laughs> how the kids of Boston were going to go to school from his federal bench. I like the way you say that, living in Wellesley. Right? You yep. don't want the... Um, State or the federal, well, the federal government, government doing in. that to yep. New Bedford. Why? Can't, you know, the mayor of New Bedford has the best interest at heart, and he's got a lot of knowledge, certainly more than some federal judge. Well, yeah, again, I, I, I agree with you on that. I, I think they should look at some of these other uh, admission systems that uh, Desi has approved and try to take out of those what could, they can take to help them uh, modify their admissions uh, program. Nobody's ever going to be ultimately satisfied, right. let's face it, you know. But uh, you've got to do something at least to pacify Desi, although they're no, you know, great works as far as I'm concerned, you know, that sort of thing. And, and all I can say is God bless all the teachers that are in these situations, whether it be at New Bedford High or Vogue, because uh, it all falls down on them to deal with the students that come into their class and try to do the best they can by Absolutely. them, no matter what the situation, you know. So. Gentlemen, thank you for the call. it's always a pleasure. Thank you for letting me put in my two sets. Chris, Thanks. it's always good to hear you, because I know sometimes we don't hear you at, uh, at, uh, you know, at, at night. And, right. Uh, Sure, you're taking care of yourself. Uh, the nights and, that I'm not here, I am. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and Marcus is doing a heck of the job. He is, uh, right? I'm he's tired. Carrying the full load. <laughs> he's keeping kidding. the boat going in a, in a straight, uh, you know. <laughs> Got his hand on the tiller. We yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. absolutely. Strong hand on the tiller. All right, gentlemen. Good Thank night. Thank you, my friend. All right, thanks. Um, I gotta, we got calls on the line. If you're on the line, stay in line. we got to take this break. We'll be right back. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. Winter has Imagine if information came with a nutrition label. Then you'd know if what you're consuming has the right mix of verified facts, credible sources, and relevant context. But news and information doesn't come with a label. It's on us to develop a healthy news diet ourselves. Let's all resolve to strengthen our news literacy so we can make healthier choices about what news and information to consume, share, and act on. Test your news literacy fitness with our quiz at newslit.org. Exercise your right to be well-informed and get news lit fit. One's on the left, left, the other on the right. right. But they're both ready to call it right down the middle. More of Marcus and Chris on South Coast Tonight here on WBSM. So um, we got some calls online. We're going to get to them in a minute. So stay uh, stay put for a second there. I just want to read. This. So someone asked about the um, the statistics. So so this is the statistics that were presented to Desi by people who are advocating for the change. Basically, it said sixty percent of students of color who apply to Vogue Tech schools are admitted, compared to seventy three percent of white students, English language learners. It's nearly a twenty percent gap. Remember, we talked about that. It's a 25% gap for Vogue, so that seems pretty consistent with the state average. Uh, 50, uh, yeah, so 51% of ELL compared to 69% of non-English language learners. For students of low-income households, the admission rate is 58% versus 75% for applicants of higher-income house- households. So not 
you know, necessarily wealthy, but uh, not lower income households. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Gilly Sapiolis. Hi, Gilly. Hey, you know, I've been listening to about all the raises people are getting. Yeah, the, the more I'd pay raise amendments, a lot of people okay. are upset about them. I don't know if you heard. I went to the school committee Monday night, and I spoke for in the input. Mm-hmm. And I brought up all this money that uh, city council is giving to, and you made a comment about Naomi saying, let the guy go out with a bang. Yes. <clears throat> well, I brought it up to the school committee Monday that I said, you guys are the only elected people in the city that don't get paid. Right. Right. The city, the school committee doesn't yeah. get paid before was the whole difference. Now you got a whole new group, and they do as much work as the city council. Yeah. Okay, they got subcommittees and everything. They go to all the kids' functions. They pay for their own tickets. They, they use their own gas. But the school, but the city council gave themselves a 44% raise. Yeah, about oh. 10 years ago. Yeah, they, they did. Is it 10 years? Is it that far back? Yeah, it's about 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. And, and they get a pension. Health you know insurance. Now, I said, why don't you guys get paid? Why didn't Linda Moray put them into the thing so they can get even a stipend? Yeah. Like $10,000. I think they should get paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, I Because do. before, you know, you had a dinosaur, dinosaurs there. You know, you had all the gentlemen and everything. But now you got a lot of young people on that, on that board. That, like, they pay for their own stuff. Well, not only that. I think it was a point of pride years ago that they didn't get paid, but I, that, I think that error is gone Not by. only that, the last election, and, I, you know, I like the people that were that ended up getting elected, but there were three people for three seats, right? Yes, I mean, they're all right, they're, right. they're all gonna, they're all good. They're all good candidates, and they probably would have won anyway, but there's, there's comp- you know, having a, a competition for those seats well, I think is important, why, too. When I heard about them, that forty and $50,000 raise, I mean, that's ridiculous. A lot of people are upset. It's really okay. insulting, quite frankly. But they yeah. should pay the school committee. But have Linda Morris say, let's pay, give them a stipend, at least for paying. They have as many subcommittees, like I told them, yeah. as you, as city council does. Yeah. And they gave themselves a 44% raise. Give those people I thought actually the 44% raise is, is, is honestly for the work they do pretty well. I, thought, I, I, I think that's less offensive that. than the $50,000 pay raises. It, it, well, you know the city con- the school committee, too. They do a lot of work. Look, the Freetown Lakeville School Committee gets paid. I'm not sure about Dartmouth. I'm not even really sure about Fairhaven. But I think so. um, really, a little bit of money is not a big deal. They ought to pay them. You were just a stipend for, right. for gas and buying their own tickets. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So that's all. I did that, that Monday night at the school committee meeting. So let's see if they'll follow through with it. Thanks for the call, Gilly. We appreciate it. Thank you. You as well. Yeah. So we've been getting a lot of calls about the Vokes, the Vokes, uh, the uh, the Vokes, the Vokes Tech admissions debate, the the Morad pay raise amendments, and um, you know, there's. I mean, I think it's pretty interesting going into an election year too that all this is is happening. But. So we have a special election right now, Marcus. I wonder how much more this is going to cause the people of Ward Three to turn out. Yeah, I did want to read. Um, you know, so I, I try to make it a point. If you send me a, if you send me press releases on, you know, if candidates send me press releases. And there have been two that have been pretty good at it. Jake Ventura and and, uh, and Bob Cabral have been sending press releases. Um, what did Cabral have to say? Yeah, so I'm going to pull it up now. But he was, I mean, he he shared this uh, similar position, I think, to to uh, to us. Um, he had said uh, he had said this vote is another example of business as usual politics in the city council, not putting up desires of the public first. 
like the, you know so um you know he thinks that there have been multiple people that serve in one more one or more committee council Pereira had actually said that to me he was okay with uh, right. two but not three that's where you draw the line right um and uh he said you know basically uh you know, there's a mandate in place for the admission standards, and her views would not only help the committee in implementing those required changes, but um, and he says he would have voted for that appointment. So he would have voted for uh, Carol Pimentel, and he said he's a father of four children. So someone who yelled at me that I wasn't a parent, this guy, this guy's a parent, and he agrees with me. So I guess my Marcus, don't go and become a parent just to win an argument. I have a cat. <laughs> All, right. All right, and I want my cat to be in the best environment possible too. If there was a cat Vogue school, I'd wanted to go there, but you know, I, I'd accept it if there was a lottery cat school for school. cat Vogue school. Um, don't tell Biden that. <laughs> so the, um, but really, I mean the. Um, the people in Ward Three have an extra special um, responsibility. Well, they, special election. Well, they yeah. That's, that's the thing is that there's so much going on with the you know the more pay raise amendments and the in the Vogue School Committee uh, now debate. I mean, Mayor Mitchell's going to put someone forward that still agrees with him. He's not going to be like, oh yeah, you guys are right. You know, after no. lobby after right. lobbying, he's the one who made this change possible. So the mayor is going to have to go out now and find someone else. Hey, do you want to get willing a- to put forward? Do you want to get exoriated by the city council for a job that isn't paid for? For you know, like it, it, it's diff, It's a difficult proposition. Again, not every they don't they don't not every person he puts forward deserves to be. I totally you know, agree. Appointed. Just, they deserve to be examined. They deserve to be examined. But I don't know if the examinations in a lot of cases were fair. Well, first of all, as I as I keep saying, Marcus, and we get different listeners every few hours, so. Why is the council acting so remarkably different from the way they normally act with this one particular appointment? Yeah. They're asking questions, pointed questions, debating the people on the... I I love it. I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah. But they generally do not take this posture. They generally just breeze through, let whoever goes, whoever the mayor puts up, they send them through. Jake Ventura actually prodded them to ask questions of the of the health um, the board of health nominees. Yeah. They, they chose not to. Sure, but so wh- who's behind the city council that we can't see prodding some of these councils forward for for the Vogue Tech School the Vogue Tech School Board for the Vogue Tech School Board? Interesting proposition that uh, someone had brought up to me. Um, the BP. Uh, Bristol Plymouth, which I think has taught in Middleborough, a few other communities up there, mm-hmm. uh, that's their Vogue school. Their school committee's elected. I wonder if that's a better proposition than trying to and have them run on certain platforms. And rather, ha- th- then you don't have to worry about certain people in certain high places that aren't elected prodding, uh, you know, elect to, to go a certain way. You know, as you say that, Marcus, I know that um, – the regional school board between Freetown and Lakeville, they're elected by the region. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's possible to do it. Yeah. You know? Um, I wonder. Yeah. I mean, although, look, again, this system has worked for years. Yeah. And it seems to me that the mayor has got another qualified yeah, candidate. I'm getting a message now of someone who's saying that, you know, their kid was, their kid applied to Vogue. They were actually like a B student and they weren't able to get in. And this is based on their old, this is years ago, based on their old admission standards. They wanted to go to a shop and they were pretty devastated about it. So it shows you the high 
um, the high standards that they're setting for their admissions. But like you said, having those strictures in place when you're in there is preferable than to say, you know, if you're 12 years old, you make some mistakes, then you're sort of doomed to a life of of, of, uh, of transgressions. Right. And we can't, you're not worthy of this public education. <laughs> right. You know, you're not you're not worthy of a public education if you make a mistake when you're 12. And you know? again, I mean, I get it that, that things aren't perfect and you, you know, but my father was a lifelong educator in New Bedford and outside of New Bedford. Yeah. Used to say... Your father, so he was a parent. He was, he was a parent. <laughs> okay, yeah. Three times. Mayor Mitchell's a parent, too. Mayor Mitchell's uh, a parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. My dad used to say, look, there's a big change between the eighth grade and the ninth grade, and every kid deserves a new shot in a new building, right? Yes. Not to carry what the mistakes they made with them, right? Yeah. And... um I think that's that's a very wise policy. And so it's unfortunate that some kids, and again, there are kids that don't deserve to be invoked because you can't trust them. I get it. But I don't think that that... you got to find out who they are when they're there. Yes. It's the only Other fair than, standard. Yeah, I think it's the only fair standard, too. And we got to take one more break before the hour. Except and... the weapons, kids. <laughs> I don't I, 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 you know, I don't agree with that. <laughs> We got, um, I think Jake's joining us at some point. He should be here. He should be here. Um, so, Marcus, we have, um, again, I, I think that the city is being treated um, to a lot of information by WBSM, um, by the mayor, you're by so, the city councilors, so by the people who, who, who the, you know, again, Naomi Carney, I do appreciate her coming in and sitting with you the other night. We've, we have Jake now coming in. We had Shane in the in oh, last week. Now. We, we, the mayor's in here every week uh, with with um, with Tim. Uh, he's on whenever we need him. Um, we're providing that to you folks. I hope that that will spur you to go out and vote. Yeah. Go go do the thing. Go do what you can do. <laughs> go go do what you can do. Go vote. Um, I think it's all, all these issues that are coming around. It's going to be a really active campaign season in a way that we haven't seen in a while. The other thing, too, Mark, is, is we're going to be talking with Jake about the Ward 3 race. There's only going to be one winner in that race, but there's a lot of good candidates in that race. Yeah. I think you're going to see some of them who don't make it come back around. Yeah, or run at large. Run at large. Yeah, you that know? could happen. So I would say this to all the candidates that are running right now. Don't put away your tennis shoes. Just keep knocking doors, even if it doesn't work out for you in the special election. Make things interesting. It benefits us. That's, all that, <laughs> that's the only reason I say it. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. So I didn't lose that part of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to have um, Ward 3 candidate Jake Ventura. He's going to be in studio with uh, here for his interview. So we will talk to you guys. Uh, on the other side of the nine o'clock hour with um, with Jake Ventura, Ward Three City Council candidate. So stay tuned. This is South Coast Night with Chris and Marcus.